This is the Born Offside podcast. Germany are out. Spain are out. Portugal are out. Uruguay are out. Brazil are out. Belgium could be world champions. That sounds horrible, as does this podcast. Well, well, welcome to episode 22 of Born Offside. Uh, we, <laughs> the World Cup that simply does not stop taking. And today we saw the battle of the two big quarterfinals in the top half of the draw, the, supposedly the tough half, half of the draw, Brazil versus Belgium and France versus Uruguay, mouth-watering. Uh, and the World Cup that keeps on taking has, which has already taken away from us, what Ronaldo and Messi and uh, a whole host of, uh, and a, a, a bus full of Germans, and uh, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, has now added to that by taking away from us Suarez and Neymar. And that's, uh, yes, and that's where we start off with the big story of the night. Brazil are out and Uruguay have followed them as well, leaving the uh, this World Cup to be the Euro European World Cup of 2018. Dave, uh, mm-hmm. what what a night. What a night last night. Again. Again. How many times do we say this? It, it was. I thought the, the first game, France-Uruguay, was a little bit of a damp squib and actually quite disappointing. Um, thoroughly enjoyable because uh, Uruguay went home in fairly pathetic circumstances. So enjoyable on a personal level, but like on a, on a spectacle level, it really wasn't much of a match, uh, especially after... Uh, we'll get into it, but especially after Lloris had made his save from then on in, I don't, I don't think That's France right. were ever troubled. But Brazil, Belgium, uh, we'll get into the details, I guess, now, but it was a hell of a game. One heck of a game, absolutely. And, well, f- first and foremost, oh, God, uh, for those of you that were listening to the podcast yesterday, you would have heard me say that this game was undoubtedly going to end up in a Brazil win. In fact, I also called uh, a Uruguay win as well, so I got it completely wrong um, <laughs> for this. I called, I called the opposite in both circumstances, you purely because you'd chosen the former. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, in our lives... It's been quite a good thing to do to just choose the opposite of what Jason goes for. Like whether you <laughs> go to a restaurant and just go, Jason orders, I don't know, the steak, or does something else other than the steak. Hmm. Yeah, it is a good idea. And um, uh, uh, for example, uh, you know, when I, when I got married, uh, yes. you know, I, 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 I said to my wife, you know, do you want to get married? And she said, yes. And I said, you know, this, this is a mistake. You want to get my no it's a bad idea it's a bad idea but she went with it so you know 10 years on uh and i have uh you know and was it a mistake who was it a mistake for was it her was it me i don't know all i can tell certainly you is that, uh, well certainly her yeah uh but also just three minutes ago i was wiping my 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 boy's shit off the uh, bathroom floor so i don't know you tell me you know where's where's our life where are our lives right now but anyway um <laughs> but i did also Wait. say that yeah sorry go on yeah, yeah, speaking of of wiping shit off of the floor, let's talk about uh, how Brazil are feeling today. <laughs> nice. Um, <coughs> you know, um, I've got this Portuguese thing. You know, Brazil speak Portuguese, and you know, I've known a lot of Port- uh, Brazilian people, and and I get on very well with Brazilian people, and you know, and uh, you know, some of my family uh, live in in uh, lived in Brazil, and now they they went they came back to Portugal, and you know, so I've got an affinity with Brazil, a little bit of an affinity with Brazil, and if they do well, I'm happy for them. Like if they win the World Cup, and I'm not I'm not going to go mental and start going out and having drinks or whatever. But like, I I was I'm 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 you know, Brazil is a team that I'm I'm okay with going through, and and actually I'm I'm angry, Dave. I'm angry. I I am because I think Brazil have shot themselves in in the foot here with uh, one of those uh sling uh, uh shots and then they've got a shotgun out and shot themselves in the other foot as well i think they are i, I don't know i don't know about you but f- from my point of view from what i you know 
uh, have seen of, of this match. I think they uh, they can only blame themselves for uh, uh, for this one. Um, but uh, but I know in, in, enlighten me a little bit on this match. Um, so I would have thought that was a pretty fair metaphorical assessment of the game. I just want to go back for a second about uh, to this affinity with other nations that that what speak the same language is what you do. Can I just mm. say that as an English speaker, that does not work for us. I have. <laughs> no kind of affinity towards australia certainly uh new zealand i don't really mind uh america uh, there's never really a direct sporting rivalry but i certainly wouldn't want to say i want them to win canada meh. um so yeah oh, that's interesting a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a weird that's a weird one um but you know fair enough although being english i kind of hate everybody anyway um everybody <laughs> as well so. oh certainly certainly that's true uh whether or not brazil shot themselves in both feet I, I certainly think they will need to reflect inwardly on this one i think i think belgium turned up belgium played very mm-hmm. well um yeah. uh, uh brazil should have been i think probably at least one up when belgium went one up and may for all of that we did say on the podcast yesterday i did say that the first goal was crucial you did uh, yes and if yeah, you'd you said to me that fernandinho was going to get it you would have thought brazil were going to go through <laughs> it, mate we've we've seen some bad goals and we've seen some some own goals this was a horrendous mistake no it was a uh, terrible own goal uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go with, I think it was Jesus Juj, actually, on the first front post. And I think Fernandinho was put off by that. I think he, if you if you have a look carefully, the two of them go up for the ball. And I think Fernandinho half thinks that Juj has got it, but he doesn't. And, and he sort of, you know, sometimes when you put your hand up, you know, to make it look like you're going to handball the ball and then you take your hand down and to try and throw off the opposition. It's, it's a bit unsportsmanly, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, people do. I think he was put off by this one as well because it's kind of come off his shoulder and it's come off, of, you know, the top of his shoulder, you know. And when that goal went in, it was, it was almost like a, a weird dream, you know, because you turned around and you looked at the, 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 the Brazilian players and I think all of them... I don't know what it was. They just, they didn't look like they were, were up for it. It was just so, so strange. I wouldn't put it down as the most like crazy uh, own goal, but, um, but it certainly shouldn't have happened. Uh, that's, I, th- that's I sure. thought it was a poor mistake. I thought it was, it's the, the kind of own goal that you see at a, a, a pretty junior level because you're taught, maybe you're not taught this in Brazil, but certainly you're taught playing football to, if in doubt, put it out. And, He's, yeah, just, yeah. he's just managed to put it in, which is yeah. totally not what you want to do. <laughs> I don't know. The opposite. For me, and yeah. also for Brazil, yes, they did, seem, they did seem rattled by that goal. And we, and we did talk about how they're fragile mentally. I think they really proved themselves to be fragile yes. mentally. It's the first time that they've gone behind uh, in the tournament. And if you look at the only other time they conceded a goal against Switzerland, they disappeared into their shells after that happened as well. I, I mm. think they, they, they were a team that did, need to be on top and do need to have the confidence flowing probably because the the specter of that 7-1 is is following them around forever and Fernandinho played in that 7-1 and was particularly poor he was you know Mm. he'd had a a, and a player who otherwise is a very solid and reliable and and dependable player and and one that's you know managers love to go to and and pick him but I thought that was a poor mistake and then I thought that Gifted Belgium the initiative, which, to be fair, they took. De Bruyne mm. scored a goal that only De Bruyne can score. And that's not fair yes. to say only De Bruyne can. But, well, it, but yeah. it is a goal that, that he kind of specialises in. Uh, I, if I think that's back right. to the Premier League season we've just had, the, the goal that beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge back, back before Manchester... I mean, Manchester City won the Premier League title in December, effectively. But when it was still up for yeah. grabs in October, he scored a very good goal at Stamford Bridge, which was very similar. He drives from deep and just thwacks it in the bottom corner. It was a like bit, he it was higher up, wasn't it? It was a bit, uh, yes. but yeah, it was, it was a gem. Absolutely. It looked like it was going to burst the net, you know? I didn't, he's another one of those players, isn't he? That, that sort of looks very f- sort of slight of frame, but seems to get power behind these, uh, behind these shots. Um, I, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm still, I'm still seething a little bit. Um, uh, about about Brazil, but also about um, <laughs> about me generally, personally, and I think I have to get this out uh, at the moment. I've 
I've completely misseen mis uh, uh, Belgium, you know? I, 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 I thought well, yeah, they were I, really I, I impressive. I don't know if you have. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you have, because if you check the stats from last night, Brazil had, I think it's 26 shots to, to Belgium's yes. nine. Nine, uh, that's correct. They, if, uh, they've had a lot more. I mean, and it, this is a stat which is, um, you know, some people hate it, but there is the stat expected goals XG. And, and that's mm. supposed to be a measurement of how the quality of chances that you created. Brazil's XG for last night was three. And when you have quality finishes in the team, which they do, you would expect to, to reach your X, XG. I thought they created a lot of chances. Thiago mm-hmm. Silva should have scored. Uh, I thought, you know, Courtois pulled off a couple of saves. They should have had at least, oh. yeah, at least yeah. one penalty. I thought that the, the company challenge on Jesus at the, towards the beginning of the, of the first half was, I thought that, I mean, if that happens to England tonight, I will be outraged when I get on this podcast tomorrow. It was yeah. a stonewall penalty. They didn't refer to the VAR. He didn't even seem to want to refer to the VAR. Company's face looked sheepish when he done He knew, company knew yeah, that that was yeah. a penalty. Oh, yeah. um, I, and so... Th- yeah, it's one of those. You know what? I remember um, when I was at, when I was at school. Actually, this was a school match, and I don't know why, but I remember it very, very vividly. I had a, a moment very similar in, in a very similar way to that, whereby I I was down by the line exactly the way it was, and I knocked the ball out for a for a goal kick, if you know what I mean, because I saw a challenge coming in, and when the challenge came in. It smacked me actually on both uh, shins, and I remember it because it it hurt, and it was, you know, for me a, a a definite penalty, and the ref didn't give it, and I I thought to myself, now is that because that the ball has gone out of play, you know, the way you've knocked it, it's almost like you're asking for the penalty, right? Because you know you're not going to get that ball, right? You've knocked it out. You know, and, and I, I wonder whether the ref has, has seen it that way. And um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like, and, and even, I mean, with the VAR thing as well, it's just, uh, I'm a bit confused at the moment. Have we even gone to VAR for the last four or five matches of, um, uh, of, of um, you know, the last 16 plus these two as well? I, I, I seem, to, have, I seem to, to remember that there was a lot of VAR uh, um, you know, decisions going in the first sort of games in, in, in the group stages, but they seem to have simmered down a bit. I don't know. So I don't know yeah. whether something's I mean, happened. That, or... that was one for me that absolutely should have gone to VAR. I get what you mean about Jesus knocking it out of play, but that mm. just makes it more of a mistake on company's behalf for me because he can pull out of that challenge. Like he's down yeah, on the he, floor, but he doesn't need to down. follow through. Right. That's right. He's, he's down on the ground very early. It was a pretty bad challenge by him. It's pretty stupid, actually, if you think about it, because, yeah, he's just down on the ground so early. Um, but, um, but I, you know, I, I wonder whether that wasn't also given. There was a f- number of reasons, and this would have been incorrect, but I wonder whether that wasn't given because of the dive that Neymar did moments before oh. that to try and get the penalty. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that that's in the referee's mind. That that Neymar's reputation is preceded, not just him, but the rest of his team. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder. I really do wonder because it's it's uh, football's an amazing game, isn't it? Like it, you 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 can understand the minds of of almost all the players you know if it was like a matrix thing or something you could just imagine you know all being plugged in and every single little tackle and every single little thing that you do is all part of the emotion of the game and there's so many things that go on players often come off the pitch and actually say you know there's so much stuff that goes on that people don't even see as well uh the things that people say to each other when they're on the pitch stuff that people do small contacts here and there um but that was a very big and obvious one, which I thought was a real game ch- game changer in that one. Neymar going down, you know, and, and Fellaini, you know, going down. But if there was contact from Fellaini, it was after he was going down anyway, you know, and it was, it was definitely like, it definitely looked like he was looking for it. And I, I think that I was furious at the time when Neymar went like, down like that. And I saw the replays and I could not see any contact on the two or three replays that they showed. Uh, and I've looked at it on a couple more occasions since then. And I was, I was furious with Neymar. And, and I, I 
at that point, I, I actually switched in my mind from wanting to support Brazil to, to thinking, you know, you know what, go, go home. Go home. I, I I've had enough. I I just have, had, you know. And I've I've tried to 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 stand up for him. I've tried to to to, to be a bit like, you know, oh, this Latin. You know, this is this is what happens. And this we've got. I, I I'm sorry. I've 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 just had enough. You know, with with that. I I don't recall him being this bad at, at Barcelona. I don't recall him being this bad uh, during the last season that he had at PSG. There was there was a few little things here and there, but like. He he's really taken it to a a completely new level, um, you know. And I'm I'm embarrassed for football, you know. I'm embarrassed. I, th- I think it's. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Think, Thanks I for th- letting me, uh, you know, get on with this. No, but no, you know, no, no. I'm, go go off on one. Mate. It's fine. Just I think I, I share I share your frustrating because there's there is really nothing more frustrating than being cheated on, right? So when when no, when absolutely. someone does it to you and 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 they've cheated to do it, I would say though that. On the other half of it, we do need to get, I mean, when I say we, FIFA, referees, UEFA, Premier League, whoever it is, needs to get a lot better at A, punishing, uh, punishing these niggly little deliberate fouls. I would, yes. I would love the deliberate foul to be something that gets taken out of the game. Like if you're, if you're looking at something and you, and you see that a player has deliberately on purpose fouled that person i'd love to see something like they have in rugby which is 10 minutes in the sim bin or or Mm. or or they had a a thing in the homeless world cup i believe it was this year where if someone did a a deliberate foul the ref could send that player off but the team would be allowed to bring someone else on Mm. so as if to say right i've had enough of you you're causing too much problem you're off you can bring someone else on but you're not coming back and you could even do that for something like consistent cheating but i think you know the likes of like uh if you look at like aguero and messi who are players who tend to tend to stay on their feet i don't Mm. think they get helped out enough and i would love to see more penalties given whether whether striker's gone through been been fouled managed to get his Mm. shot off keeper saved it and the ref's gone okay okay i played the advantage but there was none we're bringing it back for a penalty because you fouled him here right so there's a there's a distinct disadvantage to staying on your feet usually and i think we need to remove that and then then we can get hyper critical about the diving and hyper punish it there were there was a couple of decisions that that ref made in that game which were excellent decisions and he just waved it away and mm. at the same time, I was like, well, if you're waving it away and you've got it so dead on, give the guy a yellow. Like, you, yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to. But that's, been, but that's been something that's been happening throughout this whole World Cup, don't you? Don't you yes, like, yes, yes. I've seen it so many times where, where, where we've seen, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, like the, let's just go back to the Barrios uh, uh, headbutt. It's not a yellow card, it's a red card. You know, these, uh, and when the VAR comes and then they see that someone has uh, deliberately or, or dived, or at least it wasn't a penalty, if it wasn't a penalty, it's a dive and that guy should be booked and he's not being booked. I haven't seen any bookings for, uh, for diving at all for penalties uh, this World Cup. And, well, the, uh, and that's something, yeah, yeah so I've missed one, haven't I? Yeah, well, the Neymar, the Neymar incident in the, very, uh, in the Costa Rica game, which, right, if you remember, the ref gave the penalty and then brought it back to say that it wasn't a penalty. That where was the yellow card for that one? That's and then right. also, yeah. also, we should be doing retrospective yellow cards. I thought uh, afterwards we should look through it. And, for example, Harry Maguire, who dived, and then the English press is, is giving Harry Maguire, oh, well, he held his hand up to say it wasn't. It doesn't matter. He dived. No, he dived. Like, that, that retrospectively yeah. should be like, Harry, you've taken a dive there. You, you've had an attack of the conscience a little bit too late. Very soon, I'll give you, but like <laughs> too, too late. And he should have received a booking. I don't know if he's already on a yellow card, but if, if he is, he should miss the next match. The, I don't understand why with all of those referees there, there can't be a, a next day, a panel sits down and looks through a game like they do in rugby. I mean, rugby has yeah. a tiny budget in, in comparison to what FIFA have. And just sit there and go, you know, if like, so for example, in rugby, a lot goes on, but if you, if you stick your finger in the eye of a player and the ref doesn't see it, you'll get a ban for six months that, that, mm. that, 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 comes, that comes afterwards. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think now, that actually, there should be a citing the, committee. The, there was a VAR call yesterday now, I, re- I remember, wasn't there, um, where the referee stopped play and 
he held his finger to his ear. He didn't come to see the TV. Uh, I wonder whether this is something that they've actually decided, you know what, you don't need to make the decision uh, anymore. Um, but wasn't, wasn't that one, no, the one, the one it was, was the, the second Neymar penalty appeal where uh, I think it's Vertonghen who's on, in, who's on him, um, puts his hand to his face and also to his back a little bit and Neymar misses the header on the back post. I think this may have been when they were already 2-1 up, uh, sorry, 2-1 down, you know, had scored another one. Do you remember that one? Um, uh, so he went down and uh, he he mis- seemed to misjudge the flight of the ball and uh, he went too far ahead of it. And then because Vertonghen touched him in the face, he decided to to fake it again. Again, it's another another one. He's decided to, to think, oh, I'll give it a shot and make it look like I've been pushed in the back. And that's why I'm ahead of, my, ahead of myself. But I think he's just misjudged the flight of the ball. Um, and then, and VA, he does, the referee does stop the play for VAR there because he, it's obvious that it's going to happen. So he stops it for at least, at least a minute, I think. And uh, everybody was sort of waiting and there was a lot of whistling and, and then he, he said, just said, no, okay, play on. So I think that was pulled for VAR. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, um, this, uh, you know, I, I think. If I was Brazilian right now, I would just be seething. Uh, so many different things. Um, but let, look, I, let's let's also let's just wrap it up nice and quick because we haven't we don't want to spend too much time because we've got a couple of things to to, to talk about. Martinez, he you know <laughs> I hate to say this, Martinez got it right, right? He got it. He uh, did. He did. Unfortunately, getting it right involved playing. What was more or less a wall of hair in the middle of the pitch? <laughs> this is the with, one with Fellaini for it not and, to happen. <laughs> but Fellaini and Witzel, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps the Brazilian midfield, uh, Fernandinho, who had a you know pretty poor performance. Perhaps Fernandinho, who's a man who doesn't have any hair, was in the middle of it. He was like, "Oh, Fellaini, oh shit, loads Ooh. of hair," and "Oh, Ooh. Witzel, shit, loads of hair." Oh God, I can't take it. Um, bamboozled, yeah, <laughs> bamboozled like this wall of. Belgian hair in the middle of the pitch um, <laughs> but it seemed to work I couldn't also I couldn't quite figure out what formation they were playing was it was it a 3-5-2 yeah. Nasa Chadley seemed to be kind of all over the place but it seemed to yeah. work it was I don't know I think I, it, I know it seemed to me I still don't think Martinez knows what he's doing but it seemed to be like this was the <laughs> this was the 11 that was on the pitch when we beat when we beat Japan, I'm going to carry on with this. And I was looking at it going, but that was your desperation formation. You shouldn't start with your desperation formation, (laughs) but it worked. I mean, for the, for the most part, I mean, Belgium certainly from the first goal, I think until just after halftime, they were on top and they were dominant and Brazil were rattled. I thought Brazil deserved to get it back to 2-2, but it was a good Belgian performance. I thought Hazard played very well. I hate yeah. Hazard. I hate Hazard's face. <laughs> I hate his demeanor. I hate the way that he also rolls around too much for my liking. Um, yeah. yeah, so to, for me to give credit to Eden Hazard is, is a thing that takes quite a, li- quite a bit of, you know, mm. inner reserve mm. on my part, but he did play very I thought Lukaku ran himself into the ground, played very yes. selflessly. Uh, Very and, selflessly, yeah, he did. Yeah. And he gave um, Silva and Miranda a, a torrid time. De Bruyne still is playing too deep for me, but sc- scored a goal and uh, and did well. Courtois had his best game uh, I've seen Courtois have for a while. Courtois has been dodgy for Chelsea this year. Courtois mm-hmm. has had, had games and moments, uh, shots that he would have saved. As much as he might like to pick on Jordan Pickford for his lack of height, Courtois has a weakness... Uh, to shots which are low and close to him, uh, and he's had that yes. for a while. Uh, he made a he made a vital save from Neymar at the end. Belgium played well. Uh, I think they enjoyed the challenge of playing Brazil. I think they've kind of had enough of silly little teams that they should beat, and they really mm-hmm. enjoyed the the fact that they had to go out and play Brazil. But at the same time, I thought Brazil did enough to get that, that, that game back to 2-2 and, and had enough chances to do it. And I still feel like Brazil lost that game rather than Belgium won it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. I, th- I think um, it, it's, 
it seemed to me like he played a three four three with Witzel and um, Fellaini sitting in front of the back three and Chadley wide left and Munier wide right and but but and then Hazard De Bruyne and Lukaku up front but interchanging although Hazard played a lot more on the left but certainly Lukaku and De Bruyne interchanged a lot and now one thing you know you know and it's commonly been said on this podcast how you know a common hatred for Fellaini um is he's he has stated on a few occasions beforehand that his preferred position is as as a he wants to he he did say quite famously about a couple of seasons back that he wanted to be the next Roy Keane didn't he um and he wanted to be that central defensive midfielder and today that's where he played he played central defensive midfield and he I thought he was everywhere and he harrowing and he didn't let anyone uh uh have the ball at all i i thought he i thought he was just really really good and, are you uh, trying to say that marouane fellaini played well is that what you're trying to say you're trying I'm really to say sorry i'm really well. sorry i am yeah <laughs> anyway oh god look um hey let's 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 uh, go on to a quick break and and let's move on i think from this one uh, um we do have other things that we could probably say about it but uh, we've got plenty more to talk about and uh, we need to start moving on to that because we've got the big one to to look forward to tonight as well so we'll take a quick break we'll, we'll come back we'll quickly discuss france versus uruguay and uh, and then we'll move on to the matches for tonight rolling rolling the ball rolling rolling the ball rolling rolling the ball to brazil because you have to go home nay nay but you can listen to part two if it makes you feel better it won't but try anyway and welcome back to part two of born offside we've had a little rant i'll try and not rant as much or <laughs> i'm not guaranteed that we will actually um france versus uruguay um uh, sorry uruguay <laughs> Hey, sorry. Um, the Uruguayans have gone home. The they Uruguayans have, have gone home. Uh, uh, and France versus Uruguay, it was the result that I think the world wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it, it probably panned out in the way that, we, that everybody thought it was going to. Uh, would we say, or, although in terms of performance, maybe not, maybe a little bit disappointing uh, uh, in, in terms of what Uruguay did. Uh, what do you think? I don't- I don't know. I, Uruguay did what we expected them to do. They snapped into tackles. They played uh, a pretty rigid 4-4-2. Uh, they were vicious. Um, they didn't foul perhaps as much. What was surprising for me is that France kind of took them on at that game. France more or less went for, all right, we can be as physical as you can. And f- they seemed to beat them at their own game. I thought Ferran, who obviously scored the goal, uh, yep. was extremely strong. He looks very much up for it. Uh, um, Titi was was beast-like. Pogba, although he lost his temper at one point, for I, I couldn't quite make out what he'd lost his temper for. But mm. but I thought Pogba, uh, again, had a very solid game, very powerful. He was involved and- with the Mbappe incident, didn't he? Because Mbappe went down, still inconclusive as to why Mbappe went down down i think there was contact either it was either betancourt or, or one of one of the other midfielders uh, probably torreira there was contact in in the face i think and mbappe went down uh, clutching his fairly face. minimal but to me very minimal yeah and and then they all tried to lift mbappe up and they thought he, he, was, he was wasting time and it, it just it kicked off didn't it and that's when pogba got involved and pogba is one of those that he has to be very careful when he gets involved with stuff like that because uh, he just uh, you know he's asking for trouble he stands um, out doesn't he i think yeah. i think of all of the players on that field if you had to go one on one in a fight with any of them Pogba would be pretty low down that list because he is a big unit. Like he's he tall and he's strong. I don't think he'd fight dirty. I think he'd fight fair because he seems like a nice guy. But <laughs> like just purely physical attributes. I mean, him versus Suarez in a fight would be compelling because Suarez oh. could and would only go dirty and filthy. I think Suarez would win. I think he would because he's a filthy little human being, isn't he? And he'd just get... He'd, he'd find some kind of way, you know, to be able to, you know, that he'd, he'd do that uh, uh, Game of Thrones thing and pretend to be dead, 
at the end. Yes. And then when, yes. the, you know, when the other guy is sort of coming, you killed my mother, you raped my sister, and now I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, poor old uh, uh, Pogba would have ended up with no eyes. Indeed. An eyeless <laughs> Pogba. Um, but I, th- I think France played... I'm surprised that France were able to beat Uruguay at their own game. I thought if France were going to win is because they would outpass them and, and be slicker than them and quicker than it. And they were those things, but it was almost like, it was almost as if they'd taken the age old premier league, uh, um, cliche, which is whenever a premier league team plays uh, a lower league team in the FA cup, the manager or the pundit or someone at some point will inevitably say, look, lads, if you match them for effort, your quality, your quality will tell. And it seemed to me that that was what France did. They matched the Uruguayans for effort, and then their moments of quality told. Mm. Um, I, I thought the, 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 the Varane goal, that seemed to me to be a clear tactic from Griezmann to, to fake the kick. He met, when you see him do it the first time, you're like, oh, you idiot. But then he yeah. chips it in and like, oh, hang on. Was that a deliberate thing? Because it did seem to put Jimenez and Godin off. Uh, mm. and, and Varane stole them. It, it looked rehearsed to me. And you mentioned to me that he'd done it more than once. Yeah, he, he, he did. He'd, he'd done that from the other side. Uh, uh, maybe... I don't know, about 10 or 15 minutes before that. Um, so it was, it was not something, you know, and that first time, I think everybody looked and was like, what are you doing, mate? You, you know, cause what it does is it, it does send everybody forward, right? That's everybody. That's you're you're asking your team and the other team as well, obviously to, to commit all their, all, all their efforts into this run and focus and dedicate and then you stop, you know, and I, I, I know that when you're on a football pitch, there is, there is very little that's more annoying, you know, than getting amped up and ready to go for something and then ugh, just pulling back and having to do it all again. You know what I mean? Um, but because he did it that second time, you're right. Absolutely. It seemed like, hang on a second, you know, maybe they're taking a little, little leaf out of England's book and started practicing some, uh, some different. Perhaps, uh, perhaps so. Yeah. If you look at Varane, certainly Varane doesn't make a run for the, for the, the first for the dummy attempt. So like yeah. when, when Griezmann first addresses the ball and doesn't actually kick it, Varane doesn't move, but then he's the quickest to move for the second one. So second it one. seemed at yeah. least, at least he knew that that was going to happen. So perhaps, you know, France are also bringing set pieces to the, to the, to the table, although they haven't got that four-man conga line that England England had. So let's, you know, their set piece game ain't that strong yet. <laughs> Well, I've, I've I've looked into that one a little bit, and I believe it's Lincoln Town. Were, Lincoln were City, the, isn't it? Yes. Lincoln, yeah. Sorry, Lincoln City were the first, uh, uh, or the first recorded one. Anyway, you know they they may have taken it off someone else. Who knows? But uh, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting one. I, I hope they do it again because I I like it a lot. I think it's you know just throws people off, and it's a really conga conga <laughs> trippier hands in the air conga. Mate, did you ever do that in your youth? Uh, perhaps this was a thing that was isolated to my university. But uh, in my university, uh, on um, I think it was on Lashtastic, which was 70s night on a Thursday at the Union. Uh, whenever the song Oops Upside My Head came on, you know, Oops Upside Your Head, say Oops Upside oh, yes. Your Head. Whenever that came on, the entire bar, uh, well, the entire nightclub, sorry, would sit on the floor and then like, you know, and you'd have another person in front of you in between your legs, like a kind of train type thing. And then you would like tap the ground and then tap the other side of the ground, like in time with the music. I am, um, I once showed this to uh, one I don't of know my- what you're talking about, mate. I have no, no idea. <laughs> you, you look it up on YouTube, but it, it is a thing. All right, okay, um, okay. <laughs> uh, um, and I once showed this to one of my African-American friends. It looked to me, it was like, that's the whitest thing I've ever seen ever. <laughs> I should imagine. I should imagine Kira Trippier perhaps goes to the lads. Oops, upside your head, lads, and they're like, "All right." And then they get into the, into the four. Although they'd have to sit down, which would be silly. They'd certainly put everybody off. Um, when, I, when, I, when I take a corner, I put my hand up to say that I'm about to take a corner. <laughs> that's that's, what I, that's, that's why I put my hand up. We've all seen them do it. <laughs> Hands up. Put their hand up. It's like, I'm about to go, lads. All right. 
know, that's it. That's what you do it for. Oh, I don't know. And then, then, and then you see people put two hands up in the air and you're like, what? You've got a, a well, ventilation problem with your armpits or something. You know, what's going on, mate? You know, but uh, yeah, no, obviously they have these different. And, and when I was, uh, when I was doing about, I, when I was doing some coaching uh, a little while back as well, we had some, some things like if you pull your socks up, then that means you're going to come short. Uh, and then if you put one arm up, that means you're going to go to the back post. And, and, and if you put two arms up, then you're going to go front, front post. Yes. So we had, we did have these little, uh, these little um, signs and everything. So I'm pretty sure obviously they did, they do have it. But, uh, but yeah, I remember when my, in my playing days, if I put my hand up, it's because I'm, <laughs> I'm about to take the corner, mate. <laughs> I am about yeah, to look take good, though. the free kick. <laughs> Me, I shall now address the boy. Um, because people are like, Why are you putting your hand up, mate? <laughs> and we didn't plan anything, like, just telling you all about technical. <laughs> um, yeah, inside the uh, let's go back to France versus Uruguay, yes. Uh, and so, this I think, uh, and I would say this because I am a Tottenham fan, but I thought Hugo Lloris's save from, yeah. as it, from, from Caceres was. I think if you take if you took the two keepers and swapped them yep. over, that game would have been one all. It was the save that Muslera couldn't make in for the goal, wasn't it? It was although it was a little deeper. Um, I think we we discussed this as well during the during the match. Um, it was very similar uh, to the to the to the France goal, but um, Lloris's positioning was was phenomenal, you know, and the way that the speed that he needed to get to that ball was just was just great. And then, uh, but uh, admittedly, um, it's is it Jimenez? It was or Godino? It was one of the two. Uh, he should have scored on the rebound, you know, because the ball just fell to his feet and just <laughs> I don't know how he managed to 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 aim for the clouds, but he just. Um, I, under pressure, obviously, you know, with everybody bearing down on him. Fair enough. But still, he should have at least scored from the rebound. But yeah, no, a, a wonderful save. Really, really wonderful save. And you, you sort of felt after that that, you know, France kind of had it, right? Yes. But with this, with this World Cup in particular, I don't know whether it's a World Cup or whether it's because we're just watching so many games and we're getting a bit confused by it. Um, but certainly with this World Cup, that doesn't always seem to be... The you know what 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 happens? You can, you can read a game and you can think, I uh, not happening now. But with this one, you really got got the feeling. And with the Brazil one, you, I also got that feeling as well. When they were two 0 down, even when they scored that goal, I thought, you know, just doesn't seem like they're gonna make it. You know, and I, yeah, yeah. For for this one, you know, I thought um, it was very bitty. It was there was a lot of niggling. I thought this uh, uh, this game. Uh, Uruguay versus France. I, I don't know about you, but I thought this had one of the worst referees that I've seen. Uh, I, I, I thought that there was, he let too much go, uh, but I don't know whether I'm seeing that with bias eyes. I thought, um, I thought Uruguay were really bad, um, much worse than, than I, you know, than what only warranted what one yellow card, I think they got, you know, for, uh, you know, and France got two or three, you know, it's very, I certainly didn't think that Mbappe deserved uh, a yellow card for, you know, what, what he did going down. I mean, that's just, I, I thought the referee didn't have very good control of this game. Um, no. And in fact, he, did, he seemed to gain control of it once France went 2 0 up. And we do need to discuss this, mate the, the, the Muslera, the Muslera howler. Oh, it was, yes. it's pretty horrendous. I mean, and it, it, it for me, it really did. Uh, Carius, like it, Carius, it, it's it's <laughs> Carius. It's, it's it really was, wasn't it? I mean, was he concussed? I don't know. You know, it was it was uh, uh, now famously the same goal that um, uh, uh, that, that Willy Caballero, you know, tried to chip it chip it over. Um, not Manzukic, uh, was it uh, Revich? Revich, yes, yeah, Revich. He famously tried it. it was exactly the same goal. So, right. you know, the, 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 the commentator was saying, like, it's the curse of this goal. Same city, same goal. Uh, it, was, it was that goal. That, There's uh, that something happened. about this same stadium thing, because I was reading earlier that Germany, Argentina, and um, Brazil... Uh, no, no. Germany, uh, Argentina, and Brazil all went out in the same stadium. And this is the... Uh, 
yeah, I'm going back to the previous game now, but this is the first, I think it's the first World Cup ever that we don't have one of Brazil, Germany or Argentina in the semifinals. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. God, this World Cup's amazing, you know. Ah, uh, uh, just, oof, just fantastic, you know. I'm for, for, you know, we already have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people around the world who, who watch this, uh, watch this game. But for for people who, you know, and we've said it so many times, haven't we already? For people who have only just get getting into it for the first time for whatever reason, what a World Cup! Like, I'm not well, sure if it's going to get first. any better. If this is your first, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great one. But going back to a second, to, obviously, Muslera, Muslera made a howler. Yeah. Uh, he's been watching Karius in the Champions League final. Was not a great yes. idea. I said yesterday that I would be extremely upset if Antoine, I'm half Uruguayan, greasy man, uh, were, <laughs> were to not celebrate. And the moment that the goal happened, uh, you and a couple of other people who, who listen to this podcast text me saying he didn't celebrate i'm not that angry with antoine because it felt like he didn't celebrate out of pity for Muslera. that's right yeah that's right for me for me mate like when a goal is scored and i've had long arguments with people about this there is um the example that I use is Wayne Rooney once scored a goal for manchester united against west ham where where he scores from the halfway line uh, and it's been credited as a wonderful, great, fantastic, fabulous goal. But if you look at it, uh, the keeper, who is Adrian, um, the Spanish goalkeeper who, who played for West Ham, Adrian makes an absolute howler not to save that. And for me, that means that it's not a great goal. It's a shame mm. for Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney hasn't done really anything wrong. He's kind of spotted the keeper off his line and, and almost, and, you know, and hit a shot that should have been saved, but would have been a, a good piece of opportunism. If the keeper messes up, your goal is not a good goal. And, mm. and for me personally, if I've ever scored a goal and, and, and it's gone through the keeper or the keeper's kind of taken... Like, if, even if the keeper touches the ball on the way in, that takes something away from the goal for me. It's not as good a goal. And I felt like Griezmann was just... Eh. You know, I don't feel like, you know, it's almost, I'll take the goal. I mean, I'll have it because there's ones that I've, that, you know, keepers have made fantastic saves or I've been robbed, you know, said I was offside when I wasn't. But I'm not happy about it. I wouldn't have been happy about it. It's like, oh, it's like, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <coughs> could very well have been uh, a combination uh, of different sort of things that, um uh, that happened, but uh, you know, it could have been a combination of the fact that he wasn't he wasn't happy to score against you know people that he liked. Uh, I'm not sure whether Muslera is one of those uh, one of those people that he he knows at all or or uh, or whatever. But but yeah, absolutely. If if a, a shot goes in like that, it's almost like an own goal as well. Like you're involved, you're very close to trying to get onto a ball. And it's unclear as to whether you're the one who had the last touch, but then it's obvious you know that it was someone else and it was an own goal. You sort of go to the flag and you know the corner flag and you kind of celebrate, but you, you celebrate in a way that you sort of say it wasn't really my goal, you know. Uh, mm. So that's a you know another sort of incident, another sort of way. This is a howler. I mean, oh, I mean, there is a bit of movement on the ball. He, he does go the wrong way. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's Jimenez or Casades who's in, in his way when the shot actually goes and then it, it comes into plain view. His body's moving the wrong way, but his arm is just not strong. You know, his wrist is just not strong enough. And I, I feel, I, I, you know, as, as much as I said that I don't like, you know, or I want to see people crying and want to see people <laughs> making howlers and own goals and stuff. I felt really, I, I really felt for, for, Mus for Muslera on that one. And when that goal went in, I, I did feel like, like Uruguay could still have a chance of getting into it, even though, you know, they weren't really producing. And it was pretty obvious that Suarez was out of the game and Stuani had done nothing. And uh, they brought on uh, uh, Rodriguez and, you know, it was, even though all the cards were 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 that, that were facing up on the on on the deck were obviously you know pointing towards defeat, I still felt that there could have been a chance that Uruguay could get back into it. But once that uh, once that Muslera uh, howler came into play, it was it was game over. Really, it was it was indeed game over. And you know who else knew that it was game over? Jimenez, because Jimenez was crying in the wall That's with right. four minutes yes. to go. What was that about? Yeah. 
Well, he he uh, he he went in for a tackle that he didn't believe. I think he sort of initially didn't believe that it was a foul. It was a free kick. Um, but with the clock winding down, um, I think at that moment he sort of realized that it was actually a free kick and it was a correct free kick to give. And he just wasted a lot of time for his, uh, uh, for his team. Cause now, um, uh, Griezmann was going to, was going to have an opportunity to have a free kick, which he blasted over the net any uh, over the goal anyway. So I think that, uh, he, it just got a little bit too much for him. And when I saw him crying, I was like, God, that's a grown man crying. What's going on? You know, you, you would not expect that of, uh, of, uh, uh, of either one so um yeah yeah it was uh sorry sorry that is my little boy has just come in and started uh, screaming and shouting but anyway um, <laughs> mate he's trying yeah, to no. he's trying he's he's crying before the end of this podcast just like Jimenez was crying before <laughs> before the end of the match perhaps we should take uh, it as a sign to move on like Jimenez I think it is. Take it as a sign to move on Absolutely. Sorry, Jimenez. Uh, although I did enjoy that uh, seeing that little child uh, crying in the in, in the crowd. But anyway, um, <laughs> we'll come back uh, shortly for part three, where we will review uh, or preview uh, uh, the two uh, next matches, the two last matches of the quarterfinals. Uh, the big one, England versus Sweden, and very quickly, Russia versus Croatia as well. We'll be right back. I don't hear your knock upon my door. I don't have your loving anymore. Since you been gone I'm a hurting inside. Well I want you baby by my side. Yeah I'm crying. I'm crying hear me crying baby hear me crying in the wall with three minutes to go. And welcome to part three. Uh, we've ranted and raved. We've, we've gone out to ta- on town, or to town, whatever. We've got a bit mental. But now is the big moment. Uh, uh, quarterfinal number seven. Sorry, number seven. Number... <laughs> It wouldn't be quarterfinal number seven, would it? Quarterfinal number three and uh, and the big one, uh, England versus Sweden. Dave, how are we feeling? How are you feeling? I'm not as nervous as I was before the Columbia game. Uh, you know, a lot of people said before the tournament that uh, if we got to the quarterfinal, we'd be happy. Uh, and I kind of am, to, to, to not put too fine a point on it. Mm. The thing that which is nagging at me is this: this is we are not going to get a better opportunity than this. We have mm. we have a, a game against Sweden, and then if we come through that, either Croatia or Russia to make it to a World Cup final. Mate, do you know how insufferable I am going to be if England make it to a World Cup final? I am going to be horrible, absolutely wretched. You don't want to be anywhere near me. Should that should that happen? So, with that in mind, it is a huge opportunity. For, for that to happen. Uh, I feel yep. like Sweden are a horrible, nasty team that specialize in making other teams play worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've watched them. I watched them in the South Korea game. The, that first game that they played against South Korea was a horrible game. 43 fouls, 20 of which were the Swedes. Uh, I cheered them on against Germany, but they, they lost to Germany. How good can they be? Um, <laughs> uh, and, but even in that game, they were niggly, uh, I'm not quite sure how they managed to score three against Mexico. And then the Switzerland game they played, they were again niggly and it wasn't really a great game of football. I think a big factor tomorrow that is that it's going to be, uh, sorry, tonight, is that it's going to be very hot. Uh, and normally for England, that would be an absolute death sentence, but the Swedes don't like the heat either. So no, we, we probably, right. <laughs> probably should, be okay, should be okay. I think if England look after the ball better, the Swedes mm-hmm. might tire when it comes to the end. Although we have played uh, extra time and they haven't, I feel like we've got a deeper squad than they do. They've got a lot of players. Euler Toivonen, who's you know kind of their difference maker up front, he, he failed at Sunderland. So that if I, I, I can't help yeah. but feel that if England play to their level, I know that our players are probably a little bit overpaid and a little overvalued, but Euler Toivonen, couldn't get into Sunderland's team. That means you're <laughs> shit. So, so I mean, Forsberg is... Yes, is they're in a quarterfinal of a World Cup. They I'm are so... in a quarterfinal of the World Cup. And, and to get here, they've come through a qualification group with France and the Netherlands. They've knocked out Italy in a playoff. They've come mm-hmm. through a group with Germany. They've put the very highly ranked Swiss. I think... Still can't help but feel that if England play to their full potential and don't make any mistakes, I think the Swedish... 
Mate, what I'm basically saying is don't play Kyle Walker. Do not What's play that? Kyle <laughs> Walker. <laughs> It's, it's become more of a feature than who's worse than Jesse Lingard. Um, what will Carl Walker do next? So what? So what? Let's just get straight to that. What will Carl Walker do this game? Come on. I don't know he'll make a mistake. He'll make a horrible, dreadful mistake. You just okay. always have to pray that he makes it at half time. Like I know he walks into the women's toilet instead of the men's, <laughs> like something like that. But unfortunately, Kyle is very likely to make it probably in and around the 80th minute where he mistakes Marcus Berg for Marcus Rashford. And <laughs> it's, just, it's like, oh, shit, wrong Marcus. Shit, wrong Marcus. Sorry, Marcus. He turns around towards them. Marcus is still on the bench. He's like, sorry, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, no, I think it's... Um, what, what, what is the biggest... Uh, thing to, to fear for England? What if being any... stifled? I think the biggest thing okay. is, is that, that, that Swedish collective that they will stifle, they will harry, they will push, they will press, they will get under England's skin, they will, they will look to make, get, having them make, make mistakes. Uh, they could do to England what Iceland did to England in the Euros. So there's, there's two th- words of advice and things I hope that England really do. If, if we do score first, we then park the bus for 20 minutes. I mean, literally drive a bus onto the field, park it. <laughs> There'll be some kind of inquiry. Why are you doing this? But at least that will take 20 minutes of momentum away from Sweden. So I think that's the big problem that we had uh, in that Iceland game is we scored and then conceded straight away. I think it was what Uruguay were trying to do to France yesterday was to, to get back at them straight away. So I, mm-hmm. I really hope that, that we do that. Uh, I think we need to look after the ball better. We've been pretty good at looking after the ball for an England team. Uh, and we shouldn't be afraid to kind of uh, play them at their own game a little bit, kind of stifle them, keep the ball, make them run around in the heat and try and pick them off at the end. We've got quicker players than they have. I don't, mm-hmm. ha- mate, honestly, how many of that Sweden side would get into the England team? Perhaps Forsberg, but the rest of them aren't really getting, I mean, Lindelof, who um, is, you know, their kind of big name central defender, has been a failure at Manchester United this year. He's been worse than Chris Smalling. He's been worse than Phil Jones. He's been worse than Marcus Rojo. He's been a failure this okay, stop, year. Stop, stop, stop. Hey, hey, hey. That's, that's really horrible. Don't say that, man. That's, yeah, he has been, but like, oh, man, poor guy. That's a really horrible Well, thing he'll probably say. score the winning goal ahead of from the corner <laughs> yeah. now that I've, I've said all of that. <laughs> Mate, Rojo scored with his blimmin' right foot to get Argentina through, so stranger things have happened. Um, <clears throat> Mate, I'm totally with you. I think that um, it's a very, very, you know, like... <laughs> I, I, I think I think the, the the main thing England have to fear is is complacency in in themselves in 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 this kind of game is that kind of that thing that you know we should really we're, we're gonna we're going to win this we're going to win this turn around and saying we're going to win this and uh, turning around and saying we should win this are, are two very 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 different things and I I think that you know with this this side I've I've what I've been in, what's impressed me is like they all seem to they do seem to have their feet on the ground and I think that it's 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 Southgate who's done it uh, uh, for it um uh, it's, it's, you know and you know I, th- I reckon he'll he'll be doing it speaking of that. It's been a lot about Southgate recently, hasn't there? And there's been a lot of things going around on, on social media and everything. Is, is Gareth Southgate the nicest man in the world, would you say? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. He's the nicest man in the world. You only need to check Twitter for all of the things that Gareth Southgate would do. Like, for example, tell all of his neighbours when they need to put the bins out. Uh, give you his phone charger battery when it's at 1%. Gareth is a lovely, lovely, lovely man. I think there was, a, there was a lovely one, and we uh, now care for him. Yeah, there was there was a lovely one where Gareth is the kind of man who would turn off the microwave when there's one second left, so that the alarm doesn't go so off. Thing doesn't <laughs> I love it. I love I love it so much. There's some classics in there. There's some real uh, real classics in there. So, um, but yeah, if uh, <clears throat> I, I think. Um, 
he's he's obviously very well spoken. We've known about this for a while. I, I can't help think that sometimes you come across as, as not. I don't know people say think say he's really smart, but I, I sometimes listen to him and I think I'm not sure that he is that smart. I think he's just nice. And yeah, I think if you're super if you're super smart, it's in a way not very nice to be super smart because you make other people feel stupid. So I think Gareth Southgate is too nice to be that smart. I think he's the right level of smart. Just right, smart enough yeah, to be nice. Right, yeah, just the right level. And he knows that, you know, he has to be, you know, pragmatic about everything and he knows he has to be level headed about everything and he knows he can't so he can't start jumping up for joy, you know, after after winning against Colombia on penalties, you know, he has to talk about Sweden and and go for it. I understand that, but he's very different to 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 Klopp, for example. Klopp, who I think I love listening to him uh, during uh, um, uh, press conferences and uh, after matches. I think he's very insightful and he's got a lot of stuff that you actually, you learn, you know, when you listen to him, you actually learn. It's nice. I don't feel I ever learn anything when I listen to something. Mate, that's what this World Cup is missing. Jurgen Klopp as a pundit. Someone should get Jurgen Klopp as a pundit. He'd be amazing. My favourite ever Jurgen Klopp interview is when they beat Man City, I think it is, uh, not this season, because they they beat Man City repeatedly season, but the season before, uh, where they beat them 3-1, and that was kind of Klopp's first season, and then they interviewed him afterwards, he was like, Jürgen, how would you sum that up? Wow, yeah, I was like, there's only one word I can think to sum it up, boom! I love the guy. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, <coughs> and you know that when he's he's coming up in front of the cameras and everything, he hasn't practiced anything. You know, this is no. really him talking. You know, it's uh, yeah. So um, <coughs> no, love the guy. Love the guy. And wasn't part the bus a term coined by Mourinho as well? Yes, part the part the bus is is uh, Jose Mourinho's uh, invention. Yes. Yeah, well, didn't he didn't he invent that after they played against Spurs as well? It wasn't it a yes, Spurs match. Yes, I it yes, was. He, he he actually used the term. He first used the term when someone else parked the bus. Like, yes, <laughs> it was. He was obviously clearly upset that someone had taken his own tactic, and he decided to <laughs> they they parked the bus. <laughs> um, what I so, tell my wife, I do all the time. But, like. <laughs> yes, I mean we're we're, we're kind of going okay. uh, a little bit off route here. Um, what do we yep. think of England, Sweden? I refuse to make any kind of prediction, but you can make one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I refuse to make predictions after everything that happened yesterday. There we go. No predictions. We uh, predict the unpredictable. No predictions. There you go. As per usual in this World Cup. Um, all right. And uh, look, let's not have a break. Let's just finish off with Russia versus Croatia, I think. Uh, right. Russia versus Croatia. Uh, um, take it away, Dave. The Russians don't expect to be here. The Croatians kind of don't want to be here. It's a little bit pointless. <laughs> so ended. There you go. I don't know. I think, you know, Croatia really should win. Uh, yep. R- Russia are kind of just happy to be here. I, I read a stat today that says that uh, hosts more often than not win quarterfinals when they're in them. I think non, non-hosts uh, have a very bad record in quarterfinals, but hosts have a very good one. Although mm-hmm. Russia have been getting slowly worse in every game. They were 5-0 against Saudi Arabia and then 3-1, then lost 3-0, and then had to hold out for a 0-0 with a Spain team that refused to shoot. And then, yep. I don't know, I feel like Croatia, I think it will be scrappy and take a while, uh, and Russia will, will attack with some verve. And if they score the first, they have a decent chance, as, as you always do. But I, I think Croatia are a proper outfit. They're strong at the back. Modric and Rakitic, I think they've had their kind of bad moment against against uh, Denmark. And I expect Croatia to win narrowly, probably 1-0, maybe 2. Cool. I like that. I'm going with that as well. Beautiful. All right. I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, and I think we've done extremely well uh, ready for this because we're only hours away from kickoff. Uh, so we need to get ourselves uh, uh, souped up as well. So um, uh, thank I'm you very much. All right. To the cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for listeners that don't know, Dave is actually, oh, did we mention it yesterday? You're in South Korea now, aren't you? You, uh, you flew over yes. to South Korea you're there for a little bit of a break. Uh, so uh, you're in my time zone, which is nice, uh, but that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you're in the right time zone. 
in, in it the means I'm in the right time zone for some Saturday night drinking. That's what it means. There you go. I am You're... not too worried about it now, but like an hour before kickoff, I will have butterflies in the stomach and I'll be swearing at anybody who looks at me. <laughs> Are you going to eat your one tonight? Oh, you knows it. You knows it. Eat your one, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> you knows it, mate. Apparently the same bar that I used to go to six years ago is still there. Mate, was it the same one that we went to and went a bit mental at? What was the? Yes, was that, yes, that was yes, 2010, yes. wasn't it? Yes, yes, it is that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, I, I barely remember getting up on top of those tables, but uh, <laughs> whew, that was fun. <laughs> Let's go before we reveal too much. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. Well done, everybody, uh, uh, for putting up with us. <laughs> We will see you again next. Uh, well, we'll see you again tomorrow. Whether whether we'll have a happy happy Larry David or not, we shall soon find out. But uh, fingers crossed for England. Uh, obviously, we hope we do. All bye right. All. Bye bye. That's the end of the Born Offside podcast. This may be the last episode, unless Brave St. George can defeat the evil plywood furniture dragon from the north. Three, two, one.